Octavia finds herself debilitated by a powerful curse as she faces down three formidable foes. Can she shake off the magic affecting her? Will Moir's hero prevail? Or are these giants too tall an order? Welcome to me, my spouse, and a die. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Me, My Spouse, and a Die. I'm Gwyneth, your resident Asimar, Octavia Marguerite Sinclair. And I'm Austin, your resident Dungeon Master. Me, My Spouse, and a Die is a family-friendly actual play Dungeons & Dragons podcast, where we follow our hero, Octavia Marguerite Sinclair, through her adventures in the continent of Moir, a land that has been ravaged by a war with monsters for 15 years. Later today, we... The two of us, after we finish recording this episode, are going to go to a pierogi festival. Held at an amusement park. Yes, so Pittsburgh has a pierogi festival. Pittsburgh loves a lot of things. French fries on salad, French fries and sandwiches, French fries in general. But they also love pierogies and pickles. But today we're talking about pierogies. Um, the, pickle, the pickle festival already happened. The, the pickle fest is, yes, Picklesburg came and went, although I... I do not remember it happening because we're not as big into pickles, but we like, I think we like pierogies. I'll be honest. I haven't had a ton of like, I've had Mrs. T's pierogies and that's about stuff it. Stuff with the stuff you love. Yes. So I'm excited to go have some real, real pierogies. Same. Um, I yeah. do love me a pickle though. I, I like, I like pickles. I don't love pickles. I like pickles, but we're going to a, a pierogi festival. I heard about this a couple of years ago. We've been living in the city for, for a while now. Heard about the pierogi fest a couple of years ago. And then I heard about it the next year and that they had to they had to change the venue to Kennywood because it was so big and popular that they needed a space that could accommodate all of the pierogi lovers in the city. So it is at the local amusement park, Kennywood, mm -hmm. which if you're not familiar with it, I'm not either. I've never been there and I've lived here for how many years now? So I've been there twice, I think. We're going to knock a couple things off the bucket list exactly. today. Exactly. Uh, so I'm excited to go and eat some pierogies and hang out. It's looking like a gorgeous day outside so as soon as we finish recording in this attic we'll go get some sunshine and eat pierogies until we can't eat them anymore and then go home and take a nap and then go home and sleep because <laughs> we are just full of literal starch literal it's just starch stuffed with starch basically it's amazing and dairy and dairy that is true mm -hmm. all the all the delicious things mm. but i know it's mm. like an actual nice pittsburgh day not Knock on wood here. Yeah. Uh, the sky is blue. Highs are in the like low 70s, 70s high 60s. So that'll be nice with walking around. It won't be yeah. too hot, hopefully. It's looking to be nice. It's, you know, nice to kind of get out. It's nice that it's open open air. So yeah. that's nice. Hopefully it won't be too, too crowded. Yeah. I think they have some like attractions and like maybe some performances and shows and stuff. Oh. I don't think there's anyone like high, high profile, but I'm just there to eat some pierogies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Earlier, Austin was like, we could go on some rides. And I'm like, but pierogies. Well, she was like, no, I don't like rides. Also, I don't like rides because I get scared. I am the person who sees the news article of XYZ thing happening at amusement parks. Those happen very rarely. I know they do, but they incredibly still rare. terrify me. You're you're more likely to get attacked by a shark than have an accident at an amusement park. That's probably true. Mm -hmm. but I pulled still, that statistic out of my butt, but I'm sure it's true. I think shark attacks are 
less rare than we think. Yeah, they're fairly common. So, so stay out of the ocean, kids. <laughs> Go to an amusement park instead. instead. <laughs> Do uh, a roller coaster that goes upside down. I think those are the ones that statistically are most likely to malfunction. I think you're pulling that out of your butt. No, I feel like I've seen it before that most of the articles that I've seen that are about like this roller coaster did a thing. It's like it's on the loop part. I would need to see a source for that. Well, I would need to see a source for your shark bite. Okay. I t- I, Both I t- of these are just inferences. I admit it. I just pulled that out of my butt. But you seem to think that yours is based in the truth somewhere. So Well, I mean, it's not empirical, but it's from my recollection of news stories. Mm, because memory is infallible. No, that is, that's true. My memory so, is an iron trap. People, if you like going on roller coasters, do not listen to her. They are fun. It's a thrill ride. <laughs> I'm not a huge fan of them. Like, I, I get nervous as well. But there is something about going down that first hill and just be like, ah. It's My palms are literally starting to sweat just thinking about it. Oh, I hate heights. Like, the first the first incline where you have to go up the, the first hill, which is always the tallest because physics is gut-wrenching. But at that point, you're strapped in and you can't go back. So, you're just like, ah. I guess why, I'm fine. Why do I want to subject myself to the that feeling? Because the the ride after that is worth it. Because that's the worst part. Like you go up that hill because it's got to chain you up. You don't have any momentum, so you're just like chunk 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 chunk. Even the sound is scary. That's that's just the way it works. And then you get up, and then you go down, and go around all the curves and loops and stuff like that. And it's just like, mm, mm. it's like it's as if. You can could could fly, but you can't. It's like that feeling. It's the same reason people jump out of airplanes, which I'm too scared to do. But it's it's a similar thing. I would yes, definitely be way too scared to jump out of an airplane. So, it's fun. Well, I, maybe I enjoy a good roller coaster. Maybe with doing it with you, I wouldn't be as scared, or we would be scared together. Maybe I haven't been on a roller coaster in ages. Uh, last park I went to was probably Cedar Point, best park. Period. But. I haven't been to Kennywood, hadn't, haven't tried any of their old coasters, haven't been on. I think I actually prefer roller coasters to like some of the weird thrill rides, like the things that strap you to a chair, hoist you up oh 100 gosh. feet in the air, and then just let you free fall. Yeah. Not, a big, not no. into those. Mm-mm. Not into those. Not into the ones where they put you in like a swing and just shoot you around and the centrifugal force pulls you like up. Not a huge into those, but give me a roller coaster. I can, I can handle a roller coaster. Well, I haven't been to Kennywood since law school, so maybe I've mellowed out since my tightly wound law school days. It's entirely possible. Or maybe I would just be more anxious now. <laughs> I, I, I doubt that, but yeah. Uh, since, like, I doubt she's more anxious than I, she was during law school. I doubt that. Law school was an interesting time for everyone. It was. So that is where that is where our journey ends that's where our, our journey ends up today we're gonna play some of this for an hour or so and then we're gonna go eat stuff ourselves stuff ourselves silly and try not to throw up see that's also the combination of eating a lot of pierogies and the roller coaster i think that's also mm-hmm, what's making mm-hmm, it seem mm-hmm. not the most appetizing because i'm like Ugh. you just need some liquid courage before you go Pour that liquid courage in there with a bunch of pierogies mm-hmm. and then mix it all exactly. around. <laughs> like, ooh, that exactly. sounds like my it'll, stomach it'll is not as iron as it once was. It'll help your nerves. <laughs> You'll be fine. You'll be fine. It'll be all good. Oh, man. So pierogi fest away. That is, that is our plan. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be awesome. So 
Pittsburgh Heck loves yeah. pierogies so much that the Pittsburgh Pirates, which is our uh, major league baseball team, their mascot is not a pierogi. It's like a little parrot, I think. But at the beginning of each race, and I think at like various times throughout, there is literally a pierogi race where people put on pierogi costumes and run around the field. Mm-hmm. Pitch. What's that thing? What's it called? Diamond? Yeah. The the place where the sports the happen. The diamond. So I mean that is I run around the bases. That yeah. is the uh, that is the extent of, of of Pittsburgh's love. It is encapsulated mm-hmm. even mm-hmm. in our sports. My friends were trying to become some of those pierogies. It didn't happen, but there's like you know a casting call or whatever for people who just want to put on a really hot costume and run around a field. I mean, what I wonder what the what are the parameters to become a pirate pierogi? Um, love the pirates, love pierogies, and be able to able run? to run yeah I'm like do you have to be good at running you probably don't have to be good at running otherwise you'd win every time that's true but you probably also shouldn't be so bad that yeah you need to be competent at running time. but it's also one turn around the bases so it's not it's not like a marathon <laughs> just during the baseball game like <laughs> the pierogies are literally running laps around to, like, <laughs> the, to <laughs> get up to a marathon length <laughs> that would be funny that would be funny oh my well, gosh you know who else is competent at running oh dear these giants who are running towards the front lines of the Moerian army oh boy We left off at an interesting spot last time. The giants were charging towards your front lines. Your front lines were firing arrows desperately trying to take these meat bulldozers down before they reached them. And you and Garhoon were riding up to do battle and hopefully, again, stop them from destroying your front lines. When we left off, the giants were still 300 feet away from the army. However... They were close to you. Two of the giants, one of the Fomorians and the fire giant Dreadnought, are 65 feet away from you. One of them is right up in your biz. Right up in your biz. What are the Dreadnoughts? Is? The Fomorian. Fomorian. Okay. Carhoon is 60 feet behind you. And... Yeah, that's that's about the the long and short of it. Okay. The one Fomorian who stayed behind used its curse of the evil mm-hmm. eye on you. Which let's just remind everybody what what that is, which is great for you. So you are cursed with magical deformities. While deformed, you have your speed halved and you have disadvantage on ability checks, saving throws, and attacks based on strength or dexterity, which wouldn't be terrible for you if you were still in your Asimar spell casty form, but you are in a wild shape form where strength and dex are your bread and butter. You can repeat this saving throw whenever you finish a long rest, ending the effect on a success. And so, I used a luck point to re-roll. Used a luck point to re-roll and got the exact, exact same, same result. failing roll. So you are in a bit of a pickle. But this is where you are. We'll uh, we'll see how it works out. You are also large because yes. you are an elemental. Uh, so yes, you are an earth elemental right now. So we will come back into the combat. We are in a Carhoon's 
turn. Uh, Carhoon is riding his battle steed Daisy and is 60 feet behind you. So. Okay. What does Carhoon do? All right. So he is 60 feet away from uh, the Fomorian who is right up in my biz. Mm-hmm. So he is going to uh, ride up and he is finally close enough to swing at this creature. So he is going to, as he as he's, you know, galloping up on Daisy, sling his um, bow back wherever it goes and pull out his great axe. And will swing. He cannot get up there. Doesn't Daisy have a movement of 60 feet? Yes, but he is... Oh, wait, no, you're right. He can. Okay. Because you only moved up 55 last time. Right, yeah. So he can just barely get up there. All right, swing number one. He's hoping a lot of his arrows didn't make purchase last time. They were, you know, tinking off the uh, armor of the Dreadnought. So Mm -hmm. he's hoping that now that he has his trusty axe in hand, he can do a little bit more DiMaggio. Does a 22 hit? Yes. All right, because this is the less... Ar- these uh, these Morians don't have as much armor, is that right? Correct. All right, that will be 17 points of slashing damage. And he's going to try to take another chunk out. I feel like it's a, a kind of Paul Bunyan chopping down trees type of situation. Mm-hmm. Does a 21 hit? Mm-hmm. It does. 10 points of slashing. And for his final swing... Yeah. And Carhoon! It's a 15 hit. Yes. Ooh! Nice! All right. That will be 14 points of slashing damage. All right, that one's looking hurt. Good. Looking good, hurt. Good. But it is still up. I feel like even, um, you know, Carhoon's taller than he usually is because he's on Daisy, but I still feel like he's just hacking at this guy's, like, knee mm-hmm. <laughs> or, like, mid-thigh. It's still just just leg. <laughs> Not connecting with, like, torso quite yet. Right. They are quite tall. Uh, So it is the fire giant dreadnought's turn who is going to continue charging. 60 feet up to come right in line with this other Fomorian. So, charges up. You can feel the ground shaking underneath as it gets up. Octavia, it is your turn. Okay. Oh, Octavia is cursed. I would have disadvantage on all of my... All, I, so I have disadvantage on all ability checks, saving ability throws, checks, saving throws, and attacks, and based, attacks on based on strength and dex. Yep. Okay. So I'd still have disadvantage if I just wanted to try to, like, grapple it or anything like that. Yes. Hmm. And as we know, my rolls are usually stellar. Well, at this point, I mean, they're they're all they're they're going to be what they're going to be. So do what you got to do, because I don't know if there's much else you can do. I know. Yeah, I mean, I could unwild shape um, and try to do something. You know, if I unwild shape, I at least can like cast spells, and True. you know that would 
not have usually the same effect. Um, but I do know that it's going to be a, a really long day. Mm-hmm. Um, and you would have wasted those wild And I would have wasted those slots. wild shapes and, um, you know, use spell slots on just kind of an opening salvo. Mm-hmm. So she is just going to grin and bear it and do her best Brr. to try to slam and jamba this guy in front of her. Give it a shot. I assume a 10 does not hit. 10 misses. All right. Let's try with her other meaty fist. Hurled a natural 20 and a natural 1. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, my gosh. What a day for you it's going to be. Critical misses. This will this will work. This is from Beast Machine. Oh no, Beast Machine! What have you done? This is the gods frown upon you. Oh no! Frowny face. Oh no! This does not look good. Whatever action you tried to commit to, all the gods are frowning at you, and you feel it in your mind, just like when your mother caught you failing at your chores. Oh no! Take a d6 of psychic damage. Okay. So all in all, not okay. that bad. Okay. But you can feel the disapproval of everyone watching you, seeing you just whiff. Oh my gosh, four points of psychic Uh, damage. All right, four points of psychic damage. That is, I mean, that is all that she can do. Um, Is the the road that we're on, is it like a... You're not on a road. Well, I guess you're technically kind of on a road. Is it a proper paved road or was it just just like a path? Yeah. Okay. Big dirt road. Okay. Sounds good. Um, She would think of earth gliding and just disappearing into the earth mm-hmm. leaving Carhoon leaving Carhoon all by himself so that is something that she is not going to do and she is just going to stand there and try to tank as many as many hits as she can yeah sounds good all right the army goes next who is going to deal some damage to the dreadnought couple more arrows thuk, 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 into it it continues its furious charge. The Fomorians go next. So, the one who is up in your grill is going to take two swings with its great club. Uh, it's going to swing once against you and once against Carhoon. So, it's going to swing against you first. It was on a natural 18, rolled over to a 4. That is a 13 to hit. Miss. Swings out at Carhoon. <laughs> Natural 20. Oh my gosh, seriously? Very much so. Oh no, Carhoon. Good roll, good roll. I would much prefer Octavia to absorb these hits. Takes 31 points of bludgeoning. Oh, goodness gracious. 31? Yeah. Club just swangs him. Man. And just because that was a crit and dealt a lot of damage, have Carhoon roll me a dexterity saving throw. Oh, to see if he's knocked off of Daisy. Because I feel like that's a big enough thing to do. Uh, Natty 17 with a plus 7. Yep. He holds on, but he was rattled. 
Yeah, I feel like Daisy, like if if she weren't such an experienced war horse, like maybe, you, you know, having felt him get hit, she would have like skidded around and also made it harder for him to, to remain on on her back type of thing. But because she knows what she's doing, she's like was able to kind of move with the like roll with the punch kind of and help keep him aboard. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other Fomorian moves 30 feet up and then it is going to. It's going to stare at Carhoon. No. Uh, Carhoon, please make a charisma saving throw. As you can imagine, Carhoon is not particularly charismatic. Yeah, what's his bonus? Uh, negative one. Oh, boy. This could be very bad for Carhoon. Okay. He is going to use one of his uses of indomitable. It's a good, good time for it, because I saw what you rolled. <laughs> 19. Oh, sorry. 18 with the negative one. <laughs> that passes. Oh, my gosh. How many times can this dude use that? That was the other one. Oh, okay. I thought it was the one from the back who got me. Wait, you're right. Yep. Well, here's what we'll do then. This one had enough movement to... Nope, shoot. Okay, retcon that. He doesn't do that because he can't. Instead, he's just going to come up and take a swing on. Okay. You did this to yourself. Sorry. I would have preferred, if actually, if he had passed and then there were any other uses of it. Nah, the other one will do that next turn, and I'll just use those rolls, because oh, okay. I wanted to... Well, the other one was going to do it, I just forgot which one which was, was which. which. Makes sense. That's the first time they've ever used the Indomitable. Yeah, Indomitable's not great. So, instead, that one comes up. It just moves up. It cannot take a swing. Awesome. <laughs> These <right>. three <laughs> giant giants are just like in a row. This just like literal wall that's mm-hmm. 5, 10, 15, 20, 30 feet across. These three creatures just shoulder yep. to shoulder. <laughs> three giants in a row. It is Carhoon's turn. Okay. So the Fomorian in front of me has been hit. Yes, it is looking rough. And the Fomorian in front of him, has it been hit at all? No. All right. And how is the Dreadnought looking? Um, still okay. Okay. It also has a bunch of armor, so probably kind of harder to harder yeah. to see. Um, so he sees that the Fomorian that is right next to him isn't looking so hot. So he is going to swing three more times again, just trying to fell the giant tree that is this giant. Mm-hmm. Natural one. Well, well, why? Well, <laughs> goodness gracious, it has just been a slew of nat ones for me. Yeah, you've been like, like I know Carhoon is more statistically likely to roll them because he just swings, swings so, many so many times, times but still, that's why we only do crit cards in this campaign. Well, because I rolled a 20 and a one back to back for my other attack, and then followed it up with with this one yes all right we are going to go to this is dnd dnd or head again it's called it's not a tumor this one was submitted a while ago this one was submitted shortly after the uh yappy quinnon arc oh nice you get distracted by a certain governor's accent (laughs) good old tob succeed on a dc 13 wisdom save or be under the effects of tasha's hideous laughter for one d4 would be real bad real bad sorry what what save is it again wisdom Wis- what's the dc i'll let you know if you pass it i already said it but 
I may adjust it because it's pretty low. He has a plus zero to his wisdom save. Mm-hmm. Nat 20. All right. He is okay. Oh, my gosh. He shakes oh. it off. He's thinking about, oh, Dob, you, you funny little boy. Oh. All right. Two more swings, right? Oh, that's another crit back to back. A one and a 20. Yeah. Like, goodness gracious. Okay. You'll, you'll hit a 20 one of these days. Uh, on, a, on an attack, hopefully. Not when, but hopefully not Octavia when she has this advantage. All right. Carhoon shakes shakes off the, the merriment whoa, whoa, whoa. that is bubbling from inside and is again going to swing at this giant an 18. That That'll hits, hit. Right? All right. Let's see what he can do. Max damage, 18 points of slashing damage. All right. It is still up. All right. He is going to swing again. It's a 13 hit. It does not. Oh, okay. All right. But that one is looking real, real rough. Okay. Just the giant dreadnought's turn. Who is just going to keep charging past you? Moves 60 feet forward. So it is now 180 feet away from the army. You see it charge by like a fiery red freight train full of spikes. And it is your turn. You know, the army's doing some damage to this thing, but it doesn't look like they're going to be able to take it down before it gets there. Yeah. So, what do you do? Um, she is going to swing at the Fomorian in front of her just to try to get it down. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she will see if she can take chase at half speed after the Dreadnought. Okay. She would never be able to catch up to it, though. Nope. But Carhoon could. Carhoon probably could. Okay. Um, she's going to swing at the Fomorian with disadvantage. Let's see if her fists please the gods. That will hit. That's a 19. All right. That does it. Two sevens on my D8s. So 19 points of bludgeoning damage. 19 points of bludge. It is still up, but looking... Very close to dead. All right. She's going to try just one more swing to get this creature down. Okay. That will also be a hit with a uh, dirty 20. Oh, another 19 points of damage. Sorry, again. Come on, (laughs) do your math. Not my strength. We've been playing this for how long? (laughs) Snappy. Uh, Yeah, you kill it. Awesome. Okay, and so uh, Octavia is going to kind of point with her her meaty fist um, at the dreadnought that has charged behind us, mm-hmm. kind of like gesturing to Carhoon, like "Go get, go get that one!" Yep. But in her gravelly voice, and then she is going to move up to the other Fomorian to kind of get in its business. Okay. You do that. The army takes shots at this giant, who is now in normal range for their longbows. So they deal a little bit more damage. Thunk, 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 thunk. Becoming an easier target as he moves closer and closer. But you have two rounds before it hits the flesh wall. Gross. Yep. All right. It is 
Who just went? You just went. I Arby went. Just went. Fomorian's turn. This Fomorian has two swings. He's going to use them. One against you, one against Carhoon. Against you. Because natural we one killed the one that had the evil eye mm-hmm. lined up. Oh, okay. Yep. He killed that one. Natural one against you. Ooh. You are safe against Carhoon. Natural f- uh, 14. Miss. All right. You both dodge definitely out of the way. Awesome. Carhoon's turn. Okay. He's kind of interpreted what. You know, he's seen, he, he saw Octavia kind of get sluggish, and he's seeing that her um, swings are not being as effective as they could be. And so, as she, as he sees her, like, point behind her to the dreadnought, he uh, kind of nods and just wheels Daisy around. Gonna incur an attack from the F- Fomorian, and will chase after the dreadnought. Miss natural four. Awesome. So he is going to run after the Dreadnought and yep. attack it three times. He gets there. Yep. All right, Carhoon. Kari, Kari, Hoon, Hoon. Come on. Dreadnought has good armor. You're going to need high hits. Yeah. But he's the person to do it because he has the highest two hit of the both of us. Anyway, mm-hmm. does a 20 hit? No. Does a 28 hit? Yes. 10 points of slashing. Okay. All right. And then for his final swing, that's also a miss. Yeah. So he gets one through on the back of this thing's like knee. As it is charging, it looks back and growls. I feel like Arhun is going to try to interpose himself in between the Dreadnought and the Moirian army. He's going to do a classic like run up in front and Daisy like. He does not have the movement to do that. Doesn't have the movement to do that. He can get up. Like next to it, but that's about it. Okay, Daisy can't like dash. No. Okay. He could do it next turn. All right. But would that take his ba-da-boom, ba-da-boom, ba-da-boom. action to dash or? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, probably. I'm still not sure how mounted combat works, but it feels weird to give you an extra like dash action just because the mount can. I don't know. Um. I, I do think that is how it works. Someone tell me. I don't I know. I mean, my other, in our other campaign, like. This isn't my other campaign. But but I play a mounted combatant in that one. Right, but your mount's different. Your mount's like smart. Well, not really. Your mount can do things that regular mounts can't do. Mounted combat, we'll see. Mounted combat, SRD. Uh, mounting and dismounting. Controlling a mount. You can control a mount only if it has been trained to accept rider. Blah, 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 blah. Initiative of a controlled mount changes. Blah, blah, blah. You mount it. It can... It moves as you direct it and has only three action options. Dash, disengage, dodge. A controlled mount can move and act even on the turn that you mount it. The initiative... It only has three action options. Does it get a full complement of action economy does it move and then action while you're mounted you have two options you can either control the mount or allow it to act independently so carhoon would be controlling the mount because it's a dumb horse yeah hmm but i mean if it can dash right i guess I which guess makes, so. Which makes sense because so like in in the in the other campaign where I'm where I ride a, a creature, it can't attack even while being ridden. 
Whereas this horse cannot attack. Yeah. It is, it's purely a mobility True. type of thing. Okay. So. Yeah, that's fine. Okay, good. So, yeah, he just he does want to just kind of interpose himself in between the Dreadnought and the army. Okay. Um. So that was Carhoon's turn. It is the Fire Giant Dreadnought's turn. Oh, dear. Which, putting yourself in front of it, may not have been the smartest thing to do. Oh, right. It can do <laughs> that thing. just get that clear uh because it is just going to lower its shields and plow right through you doesn't uh, it need to be a certain distance away to do that nope the giant moves up to 30 feet in a straight line and can move through the space of any creature smaller than huge the first time it enters a creature's space during that move it makes a fire shield attack against that creature if the attack hits the target must also succeed on a strength saving throw or be pushed ahead of the giant for the rest of the move if a creature fails by five or more it is also knocked prone and takes blah 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 damage or blah 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 damage if it was already prone i forgot i thought i had to back up a bit to do that nope it's all it's just moving uh. and it just keeps moving so this is it's going to make of a creature smaller than huge. The first time it enters a creature's space during this move, it makes a fire shield attack. So it's going to make a fire shield attack against Carhoon. Okay. It's probably going to hit. 91, come on. Oh my gosh, I did roll a 91. <gasps> yes! You're not safe yet, though. Okay. Please make a strength. Uh, if the Oh, if the attack hits. Okay. If a creature fails by five or more, first time it enters, blah, blah, blah. I don't think it can move. No, it can. It can move through the space of any creature smaller than huge. It just doesn't push you. Well, how does it move through me then? It's a giant. It steps over oh, you. Okay. <laughs> well, I just wasn't because there are the things where you have to hit in order to continue doing. No, nope, the, the thing. movement is not contingent okay. on the hit. Okay. Uh, so it takes a swing at you, Carhoon and Daisy leap out of the way, and it charges thirty feet up, and then. Uses its move action to continue 30 feet. It is now 60 feet away from the army. All right. Well, I am going to swing at it. Or wait. Sorry. It is now. It should be 60 feet away. 120. Okay. Because it was 180 before. Right. Next turn, it will be 60. All right. I'm going to swing for an attack of opportunity as it leaves my friend space. You're not there. Uh, Carhoon is. Sorry. Okay. Right? Because it. Yeah. I was right in front of it. That's fine. Natural 19 for a crit. Okay. Let's get that sheet up. Oh, come on. Do something where it makes it prone or something. Come on, come on, come on. Come on, come on. I don't think that is going to happen. Come on. Let's see. What do we even have left? Not a ton. That one would be a waste. Oh, here we go. This will be good. Uh, this is from Gerblin. Thank you, Gerblin. 37, specifically. Not <laughs> Gerblin 36, not Gerblin 38. Uh, your attack becomes fueled with nature's energy. Nice. Vines sprout out of the ground and restrain your <gasps> enemy for 1d4 turns. Oh, we'll roll that d4 right now. Thank you, Gerblin. Thank you, Gerblin. One round. So that means also that the he wouldn't have been able to get so far yes. ahead. So, so it does not move. It, uh, it is effectively right where it was, mm-hmm. and it is restrained for one round. Okay, I mean that's huge. Just having that, a not having it able to move this turn, mm-hmm. and b having it restrained for next turn. Yep, it's next turn too. So that's huge. Yep, 
That is that is a game oh changer. My gosh. It is. Well, let me roll some Dimaggio. Damage time. 25 points of slashing damage. A 9 and a 10 on my 2d12. All right. Okay, Carhoon, I feel like he's shaking off some of the some of the, you know, cobwebs here. Okay, okay, okay. It is Octavia's turn. All right, she is in front of the Fomorian that, as of yet, I don't think has really been hit. Maybe been peppered with some arrows from the back, but... Right. The Fomorian? Yeah, it doesn't yeah, look... It hasn't been hit. Yeah, so she is going to swing twice at it. Unfortunately, still with disadvantage. Does a 15 hit. Yes. Yes. Couldn't quite remember. 15 points of bludge. And she's going to swing again with her other meaty fist. What? Exact same to hit with the last one. Two sevens. All right. Almost max damage. 20 points of bludgeoning damage. All right. Okay. Two good hits. Two good hits, even though you're cursed. Yeah. It laughs at you. (laughs) Cursed little thing. (laughs) And... It is the army's turn. Who continues firing arrows desperately into the restrained fire giant. Do they get a they get a bonus to hit with being restrained, right? Yeah. Awesome. Alright, some more damage is done. And it is the Fomorian's turn. It is face to face with you. And it's just gonna keep swanging away. Okay. Swing number one, two at you this time. There's no Carhoon to split it up. Uh, 13. Nope. Swing number two. I've been rolling a lot of fours. Rolling a lot of ones. Oh, no. That guy is going over there. Which one was it? That's Orange Crush. Oh, Orange Crush. Orange Crush is very streaky. That's true. Orange Crush either will, like, roll nothing but 15 plus or... Nothing but four or lower. It is. It is the epitome of fire and ice. Yeah. So it's it's on a cool streak. We're gonna yeah. let it sit over there and heat up for a second because those are two more misses. That's like zero out of four for his last two turns. <laughs> uh, Carhoon's turn. All right. He is going to just swing with advantage at mm-hmm. this restrained dreadnought. Yep. All right. Come on, Kari Kari Hoon Hoon. Swing number one. Natural 18. Hit. Unfortunately, not a crit. But max damage for 18 points of slashing damage. All right, swing number two. He, like, sees these vines and realizes his opportunity to get good hits in while he can. uh, 23. Yep. Awesome. Not by much. Nope. That's the wrong damage dice. 13 points of slashing damage. And for his final swing. Come on. 26. To hit, yes. To hit. All right. And that is 10 points of slashing damage. All right. It is looking rough. Okay, good. Three good hits. And it is so... Okay, that was its restraint. This is its restrained turn. Correct. So it is its turn. It sees Carhoon. It is restrained, but it is still going to swing twice Sounds with good. its fire 
shield. But it does have disadvantage. Yep. If I can roll not horribly. Yeah, that's a definite hit. Roll the 15 and 17. All right. Uh, a lot of damage. So you are going to take... Oh, hot goodness. Yeah. Um, let's start with the bludgeoning damage. That is f- 20 points of bludgeoning damage. <laughs> okay. Let's do the fire damage. Seven points of fire damage. And then let's do the piercing damage. Ten points of piercing Goodness damage. Goodness gracious! It is a fiery spiky giant shield. <laughs> That's, I mean, kind of amazing. <laughs> that was swing number one. Oh my gosh. Second swing, disadvantage. That's a miss. Okay. Whew. Still a good hit. Good. And then at the Seriously. end of the turn, uh, busts out of the restrainment mm-hmm. and is ready to rock and roll. It is your turn, Octavia. All right. I'm going to uh, ye old, ye old one, two with these clods of dirt that are her fists. Deformed clods of dirt. Deformed clods of dirt. Yes. It's probably even easier because you're made out of mud. You're a mud person. This is a 14 hit. I believe that is exactly a hit. Nice. So I know what 15 does. That is exactly yes. a hit. Yes. Woo! 17 points of bludge. Okay. And then her final her final swing here for a miss. Miss! <laughs> you will die here, little mud person. <laughs> I'm the same size as you. <laughs> No, you're large. Are they huge? Yeah. Oh, uh, okay. All right, that was your turn. That is my turn. Again, just okay. going to try to keep this this guy from reaching the army. Okay. A little bit more damage. Nice. Arrows poking out of this thing. It's pincushion. It seems to be slowing down. Blood is leaking from the joints in its fiery red armor, but it is so close. So close. Um. Okay. Fomorian's turn, top of the round. We're using a non-orange crushed eye <laughs> as it leans back, winds up, and takes two more swings at you. Swing one. 25 to hit. There that you go. hits. Goodness gracious. It's like I haven't rolled this damage in a while. I forget what it is. Oh, that's right. 17 points of bludgeoning from hit number one. Is this a magical club? No. Okay, so that would be only eight. Mm-hmm. Uh, seeing that it doesn't do a ton to you, it is then going to substitute its next great club with the evil eye, not the curse, just the evil eye. Oh. So please make a charisma saving throw. All right, let me try this. 18. That is a pass. You will take half damage. Oh my gosh. That's a lot. Oh um, my gosh. And that's only half of it. Hold on. Oh no. Half of 37. So 18 points of psychic damage. Goodness gracious. As I said, you die here. I guess it doesn't actually speak common. Oh well. <laughs> It can't. It is Carhoon's turn. All right. Carhoon is going to swing again three times at the no longer restrained Dreadnought. All righty. Swing number one. Come on. Does a 24 hit? Yes, it does. Okay. 
15 points of slashing damage. 15 points, and he cuts it right across the back, and it falls. With a massive thud, and there's a cheer from the section of the army that it was about to run into. Awesome. Can he then use his movement to run back to the Fomorian that is facing off against Octavia and use his final two swings? Yes, I guess so. I think so, right? Technically, yeah. yeah. So he is going to see. He sees the um, the dreadnought fall, and I feel like you kind of see in slow motion, like as as the dreadnought is is falling, and you see him like hit the dirt and like flump up for just a moment, mm-hmm. and then in the background, kind of blurry, you see Daisy's hooves just like wheel around and gallop back towards the mountain, towards this giant gate, and towards this giant, and he is going to swing two times. Shoulder to shoulder with Octavia at this Fomorian. That is a 12. That does not hit. No. Was almost a crit fail. (laughs) Third and final swing. That will be a hit with a 26. Did you roll that twice? Oh, that's Garhook. Yes. Sorry. I thought. Yep. You're good. You're good. Maximum damage. 18 points of slashing damage. All right. That is Garhook's turn. The fire giant dreadnought is dead. It is your turn. Okay. Just going to wail away at this giant. Is this the one that cursed me? Mm, Yes. Okay. Mm. So I definitely don't like it. Uh, 13. That is a fail. All right. Second one. That will be a hit for 17 bludgeoning Dimaggio. Okay. Still up. Still kicking. Ugh. It's hanging in there. It is hanging in there. The army turns their attention to this thing, which is out of their range, but is going to deal a little bit of damage to it from passive arrow fire. (laughs) Octavia and Carhoon are like, ah! They're like dodging out of the way. (laughs) All right. It is its turn. It sees the two of you, growls, and takes a swing at each of you. Against you. 14, I believe. 14 misses against Carhoon. Natural 20. Oh my gosh, no, again. You keep hitting against him. I'm like, hit against me. I do, I know. That's the way the dice dice. All right. Thirty-three bludgeoning damage against goodness Car- gracious <laughs> cracks him upside. Roll me another deck save as he gets hit by a like tree, basically. Seventeen. Yep. Okay. He he holds on to Daisy, but the little birds are circling around the top <laughs> of his head, and it is his turn. <laughs> Just a bunch of the a little versions <laughs> of the giant owls that Octavia Aww. summons. <laughs> All right, he's going to swing again, just trying to basically chop this tree down. Swing number one. 14. That does hit, yeah? Yes. Okay. 13 points of slashing damage. Mm-hmm. All right. Natural 16. Mm-hmm. Eight points of slashing. And final swing. 13. Miss. All right. Gets two good chunks in there, but... He does, and it is your turn. All right, I'm going to do the same, but again, still with disadvantage. 
That will be a hit. 13 bludge. And for my second swing. Come on. Nice. That will also be a hit. Ooh, almost max damage. 20 points of bludgeoning damage. Okay. And with another bevy of arrows, the army finishes it off. You took it down to one hit point. (laughs) Oh, nice. So it just gets a bunch of arrows just stick right in its chest and it falls backwards onto the battlefield. The enemies in your general vicinity have been defeated. You look around the battlefield and you see that this is about as long as it took as the other giants are, you know, spread out across and slowly but surely were making their way across the field Mm. as well. As many of them get close, you see people coming to the front, uh, Elystrian mages attempting to hold back these charging, you know, freight trains of meat, muscle, and fire, and, uh, you know, other arrows being sank into them. You see a couple dead bodies scattered across the field from where the Moerian army did manage to take some down before they impacted. The mages bring into action. Spells are cast, mainly things like Wall of Force or Hold Monster. (laughs) With varying levels of success, you see some of these fire giants and Fomorians freeze in place and just get like machine gun fired with Mm. arrows as, as, yes, just like raining death upon them. However, not all of them are stopped, and you do see several of these dreadnoughts break through the line unimpeded and it's just like a cascade of people getting flung into the air as their enormous spiked shields make contact with the wall of people you can see people flying through the air some of them get like stuck on the shield as they're running through it's uh, not not let's not have it be too too graphic war is violent we advertise ourselves as family friendly well i think we've we, we have described worse. That's true. Uh, it is a bloody scene in some pockets. The majority of these creatures have been held back, but several of them do make their way through, and the damage is impressive. Uh, however, as they like enter this wave, they're quickly surrounded. Mm. You see some of them just being like uh, a wave of uh, lycanthropes just swarm over yeah. them like the zombies in World War Z just yeah. crawling all over taking bites and stabs and slashes and after a few moments of pure chaos the giants are brought down but not without having made their mark in your forces there's a brief respite across the fields and Carhoon pulls his horse up to you and you probably start heading back towards the front lines to regroup as you don't see any other enemies at the time being and he's like I know you can't talk but you look pretty you looked like you were struggling out there yeah she'll be like in her grumbly voice she'll be like yeah uh, got I don't know it's like some Something. I thought you can't talk. Got me. I mean, I can't. Oh. But yeah, I don't feel good. 
She'll like shake her head. Yeah. All right. What is your plan to deal with this? You have, you don't know how long you have, but everything seems to be quiet for the moment. You can see people are, uh, you know, gathering the dead and the wounded and taking them back away from the front line for ostensibly uh, healing and whatnot. You can, can see people filling in the gaps and the army getting ready to uh, face whatever comes next. Can she find try to find a cleric who can maybe cast something that can remove curses? Um, probably. That's what she'd like to do. Okay. How are you going to communicate this? She is going to... Let's see. She can speak Terran. Mm-hmm. Can she find a cleric who can speak Terran? <laughs> if I roll a 100 on this, sure. No, you can't. Can Carhoon speak Terran? Can he understand little bits of it? No. Is it on a sheet? No, but he's, nope. he's a smart pookie. He can't. Okay. All right. So... Octavia will communicate it by finding a cleric. Okay, you find one. She'll try to mime it, so she'll waggle her fingers to indicate spells. Casting. Jazz hands? <laughs> no, spirit fingers, if anything. Spirit fingers? <laughs> and then she'll be like, she'll open up her eyeball, like, uh, use her hands to, like, you know, make her eye really big and scary. And she'll be like, point at it. And then we'll go like, like when you're a kid and you're a dinosaur and you're making claws with your front hands, then she'll go like, Arr! and then a thumbs down. Roll me a performance check <laughs> with disadvantage. Oh, no. Because <laughs> if I didn't know the context, I'd have no idea what that means. 13. Yeah, this cleric just gives you, it's like, I'm sorry, I, I can't, I don't. Can I if write? If you have a wound, I can I can do that. I have hands. Can I write? Sure. So I find... So you, you're the one who didn't think of that. I didn't think of that until right now. Because, well, because usually I'm a beast and they're like... If I'm a wolf, I can't write things, but I do have big old hands. I so mean, you're usually an elemental nowadays. That's true. You haven't turned into an animal in a while. That's true. Um, and so... Forgetting your roots. What? You're forgetting your roots. I know. Where you came from. I know. Um, I was about to be like, oh, I am an earth elemental. I do have roots probably in me. Um, and she'll write down. She'll find a piece of paper um, or even just a stick and write in the dirt. <laughs> That's most likely what happens. She probably does have a kind of like in Spirited Away, the, the river elemental that has the... Uh, um, I've never seen that movie. You've, have, you've seen Spirited Away. No, I haven't. Right? We watched Howl's Moving Castle, which I will hold. I still don't understand. <laughs> I think I've talked about it before. Never seen Spirited Away, though. Oh, well, when she when she's held with the river god pulling the stick out for the final, you know, instance of, of cleaning it, she pulls the stick out of her, her muddy body and writes down, I was cursed. I was cursed. And she wouldn't really know what the spell was, actually, right? Would she know that it was, like, nope. what type of spell? Yeah. You would not... No. Uh, okay. So, you write, I was cursed. Help, please. <laughs> and the cleric goes, oh, that you should have just started with this. That would have been much more. I'll see what I can do. It is a third level spell, remove curse, that 
clerics, paladins, warlocks, and wizards get access to. Oh, okay. So we're going to roll and see uh, if you can find one. It's a pretty good shot. There's a lot of clerics running mm-hmm. around. And so the fact that like, level spell. paladins and war- and warlocks and wizards could cast it too. So like maybe even some of the mages from Elystria, if, even if they're not clerics, maybe they would have it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it takes you a little while, but you do find someone yes. who is able. Ooh. Who You hand them a note. They look at it, look at you, look at it, look at you. And Conan's like, yeah, it's, it's true. And they reach out touch you and cast remove curse Ooh, awesome and the curse is removed oh i'm so glad I, I, I kind of imagine the person casting it is maybe surprised that when the curse is removed i stay as an earth elemental because they're like maybe what are you supposed oh, okay. to look like that but you look better you look better yeah i, I was... look like a nice manicured lawn now as opposed to like swampy yeah i was gonna give you this chance anyway just because it would be a slog and there are plenty of clerics around. Yeah. So. Awesome. Good, good, good. Curse removed. Can we get some healing as well? You can get a little bit of healing. You can get a blast of stuff. That was a bad roll. You get 11 points back. E- from e- each of us or yeah from one cleric casting mass cure wounds and then because i am generous you can gather around another one casting mass cure wounds awesome thank you for 20 points that's a bit better so you're feeling a little bit better a little bit more juiced up ready to roll anything else you do no i don't i don't think so i think we um you know she's the plan is, I think, still for her to, you know, stay in the front lines here. I think until they get a little bit further into the tunnel, right? Because I know at some point she needs to slip away, mm-hmm. but yeah. that time doesn't seem. It is not now. Not yeah. Not so yet. then she will kind of go back to the front, and you know, feeling better, looking better, uh, she will stand and maybe like roar and seem intimidating. Then she will also point to the gate. Look at Governor Hakon, hold up her fists, and be like, question mark? Um, the the battering rams have already started moving again. Okay. They're slow. So okay. it looks like that is the plan to smash down these gates. Sounds good. Her plan will be to go forward with the battering rams and attack it with with the rams. Because she is particularly effective against, you know, doors. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. So as this thing is getting wheeled up and you are getting ready to do whatever it is that you are planning on doing, there's a, a couple minutes pass, the army regroups, and then you start to hear something else. Oh, no. The next, the next thing to come at you. It starts slow and low like a good barbecue. (laughs) But rises. It's hard to tell if you're even hearing it at first over the wind and the sound of other, you know, people screaming and clerics chanting spells. But eventually it becomes a bit more clear and you can hear a slow chanting coming from 
the direction of the mountain, seemingly from the tunnel mouth. You know, very rhythmic, very guttural. It slowly increases crescendos in both volume and tempo, getting louder, faster, louder, faster, and more frantic over the course of a minute or so. The army around you tenses. Weapons are drawn and ready. You could see the soldiers shifting their their feet from side to side nervously, glancing around, looking to see if anything else is going to spring into existence from these uh, teleportation runes scattered about the field. As this chanting in the mountain reaches a fever pitch of a cacophony, it quiets. And then you hear the creak of the doors beginning to open again. As these massive metal spiked skulled doors open, and about at when they're at the width, where about the same size as when that, that uh, person came out to parlay with you, about wide enough for a creature or two to fit their way through, a single individual runs out. You can see it is an orc war paint all over its face dressed for battle axe raised high just screaming an uproarious scream just Aah! one of them running after a few beats it crosses a few feet the rest of the tunnel explodes in a similar cry Aah! and out of it begin pouring many 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 others primarily what look to be orcs and goblins making way for your army but you know what? I think we're going to pick up there next episode. Oh, man. Oh, it's begun. Well, I began last week. Right, but just the the kind of almost more chaotic with the innumerable against the innumerable as a, as opposed to like indiv- like few very powerful against the innumerable type of that. That yep. utter chaos where it's just like a, a writhing sea of, of, of people type of thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. I am so glad that that curse got lifted. I was not sure what I was going to do. Yeah, it was it was nice for the battle, but I didn't yeah. want you to have disadvantage forever. That would have kind of been a drag. <laughs> oh, man. All righty, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. If you like what you heard, you can get in touch with us on social media. We are active on Twitter and Instagram, and our handle is at and a die podcast if you would like to submit a crit card like you heard today either a critical success or a critical fail you can do so either through our website we have a form you can fill out me my spouse and a die.com or you can shoot us an email me my spouse and a die at gmail.com we are running low so please send us your ideas and they're also just super fun to incorporate your ideas into the show Alrighty, everyone catch y'all next week